Welcome to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. For over 30 years, Paul Stone has been seriously handicapping college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf. Over the past five seasons, spanning almost 600 releases, Paul has hit 55% against the spread in college football, gaining the respect of sports books and bettors throughout the world. He is monitored by highly respected the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City. Paul has also won two major Las Vegas football handicapping contests and finished in the top four in two others. Each week, Paul will provide exclusive handicapping insights on the podcast. To receive Paul's exact picks each week, you can sign up for member-only access at paulstonesports.org. Now, on to the show. Well, we made it to the two-year mark of publishing a podcast every single week. I'm Paul Stone, folks, and this is episode 104 of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. This week's version goes by the title, Pick Your Vice. Thanks to you uh, for listening this week, whether it's uh, your first time, your fifth time, or you've been a listener uh, most weeks from the very beginning. I really appreciate you in any case. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to focus this week's podcast on improving your skills as a handicapper by exclusion rather than inclusion, taking something away rather than adding something. If we're honest, I think it's a simple exercise to instantly improve your bottom line. It won't be easy. It will require a steadfast discipline. And when I when I say it's going to require steadfast discipline, you might ask why. Because you're a gambler. And what do gamblers do? They gamble. So be honest. Because ultimately, you're going to be asked to pick your vice. You know, tightening up your approach to sports betting is much like tightening up your personal expenses or budget. You know, first of all, you have to do an honest, thorough examination of your spending habits, or in this case, your sports betting habits. You evaluate and examine each component individually, and you ultimately decide which of your spending or betting actions are extraneous or unnecessary. Those activities which are theoretically unproductive or working against your overall objectives. I believe, and this may be a conservative take, but I believe that 90 to 95% of sports bettors could improve their bottom line by simply eliminating a single aspect of their betting habits, whether it be ceasing to make a certain type of wager Uh, pledging to yourself perhaps to never again make a bet in a certain sport. Uh, For me, that sport would be baseball. Or perhaps you're walking away from that local, that local who provides you the convenience of credit, but fleeces his customers by regularly dealing minus 112 on both sides. Again, most of you can instantly become a more successful sports better 
by trimming the fat. You don't have to add anything. You don't have to learn something new. You simply have to acknowledge and accept that some single element of your betting approach has not historically provided positive results. At the same time, you have to concurrently admit there is no reasonable likelihood that the future results associated with this activity are going to be any better. The difficult part of this approach, in my mind, is, for lack of a better way to frame it, the admission of failure. You see, as sports bettors, we are competitors. We are channeling our natural, inherent instinct to compete, to be in the competitive arena, not by actively participating in the athletic event itself, but by passively participating from the periphery as a sports better. But just because we're a passive participant in this activity, it doesn't mean we're any less proud. If we're brutally honest, almost all of us feel like we're smarter than everybody else. We're the smartest guy or gal in the room. You know, sure, most betters, we, we acknowledge most betters ultimately lose. But that's them. You know, that's not us. I'm smarter than those other guys. And while sports betting Twitter may suggest otherwise, I'll tell you this from years of experience. Big egos don't usually translate into big winners. In an optimal sports betting world, you've got to check your ego at the door. You've got to identify and then admit your weaknesses. And then you've got to focus your betting energies and your bankroll on those one or two strengths. Three at the max. You know, nobody should be betting more than three, you know, any more than three sports, seriously. And I really, you know, I really believe that most of us have a sport that we can beat over time, over a large sample size. You know, I really believe that. Maybe it's English Premier League soccer, uh, the WNBA, uh, professional tennis, or perhaps even college football. So most of us have one or, you know, maybe even two sports, perhaps, that we're good at. Good enough to at least hold serve against the house's built-in 11 to 10 advantage and maybe even make a few bucks. But in most cases, most of us, rather than play to our strengths and avoid or mitigate our weaknesses, we dilute or totally eliminate our advantage by betting anything and everything that moves. If there's a game, you've got to bet on it. Some of us even routinely bet games in the European time zones, not because we've identified a true advantage through intense study and examination, but because it allows us to have action from the minute we get up to the minute we retire. Some of us crave action. Redirect that energy. Recenter yourself. Reinvent yourself and recommit to a new mantra. Not being a better 
who craves action, but rather one who craves winning. And winning as a sports better is not all inclusive. It's selective. It's like Muhammad Ali in his prime. Stick and move. Hit, but don't get hit. Live to fight, or in this case, bet another day. You know, as a person who shares my decades of experience and proven performance for a reasonable fee, it's always frustrating and disappointing when one of my members reports that they lost following a season where I was 55% against the spread, regular season in bowls. Uh, this past college football season was a perfect example. You know, in many seasons, uh, historically, I've come out of the gate posted quite favorable uh, results early on. 2022, however, that was not one of those seasons. Uh, uncharacteristically, I really struggled throughout the month of September, and then those struggles continued into October. In fact, at the end of October, I was 32, 36, and 2 against the spread as monitored by the sports monitor of Oklahoma City. You know, I'm a guy who's a tireless worker. I strive to be uh, efficient uh, with my time. I certainly operate by what I call the rule of 168, which is the finite number of hours in any given week. And unfortunately, you know, my slow start, it comes with the territory and I understand it, but unfortunately my slow start and subpar performance meant a handful of uh, emails. You know, and I'll say this, I, I'm blessed to have a relatively large number of clients who have been with me for many years. And none of those guys that helped me. In each of the cases, there was probably, you know, three or four guys. The complainant was a first-year member. You know, one young man, he essentially asked if my handicapping methods had failed to keep up with changes in the sport, that I was no longer up to date. That I, that I think maybe the game had passed me by. Uh, another guy whom I uh, believe for uh, several reasons, whom I believe was taking my selections and then selling them to his own clients, he resorted to name calling and said something to the effect that he had been around sports betting a long time. He knew what a winner looked like, uh, and I wasn't a winner. I wasn't it. And all this, you know, even though the, my record over the previous seven seasons spanning more than 800 releases, you know, spoke for itself. You know, they chose to discount those results because they didn't personally experience them. And instead, they based their opinion of my worth as a college football handicapper on two months and 70 releases. The two months and 70 releases that they had been with me. You know, folks, there's a lot of variance in sports betting, even among uh, persons who are considered experts, uh, among persons with a long history of success. There will be periods of losing. It is inevitable. It is unavoidable. And I say all this to come back to the Ali analogy, the part about living to fight another day. Betting sports is mentally 
and emotionally taxing. No question about it. And there's nothing more draining and challenging than navigating and managing oneself through a losing streak. Especially if you spend countless hours on your craft and you've been historically successful. You know, you probably heard it before, uh, but there's not many vocations in which you can easily work. And I mean work, not screwing around, but work 100 hours a week. And not only not get paid, but lose your everlasting backside. As fate would have it, you know, when I was fortunate, I feel lucky, but I rebounded nicely in November. Uh, didn't know it was coming necessarily, just kept working, but went 23-10 and 10 against the spread the remainder of the regular season. Finished the regular season 55-46-2 against the spread. And then went 12-10 and 10, uh, against the spread in the bowls, a modest winner. Uh, finished a combined 67-56-2 against the spread on the year. You know, the lesson here is if you have you know, historically produced positive results, you just have to keep working. You know, to quote Greg Schiano, you just got to keep chopping wood. You got to keep paying attention to the finer details. Perform, you know, performing mundane work, not in a energy-filled, testosterone-packed testosterone uh, sports book, if you will, with dozens of your new best friends, but rather in the solitude of the quiet pre-dawn hour, your computer and your work papers illuminated by a small lamp. At least that's what my workspace looks like. So you've already heard about uh, Paul Stone Sports on this podcast. So I'm not going to throw a bunch of, you know, a bunch more numbers at you. I'm just going to tell you if you want to res research my historical uh, records, I'm kind of like Dion. I'm kind of like Coach Prime. I'm easy to find. My records are easy to find. You can find my records through the years at www.thesportsmonitor.com. And details. Some of you have emailed. I got uh, a text and an email today. One of your uh, details coming out about your 2023 college football uh, season package. Details are coming soon. And when I say coming soon, I mean in the uh, the next week. Today is Thursday, uh, May 18th, and shortly before 8 p.m. Central as I record. And they'll be out by this time next week at the website. So details coming soon on my 2023 college football package. Again, at paulstonesports.org. Well, the PGA Championship already underway. They're nearing the end of, uh, I don't think everybody's going to finish today, but entering the, uh, or nearing the end, rather, of the first round of the PGA Championship at Oak Hill in Rochester, New York. So I'm going to give you a uh, selection, a game of the year selection, uh, in a game played Thanksgiving weekend in college football. So you have to wait a little bit to cash this ticket, but it's a play I really like in the Atlantic Coast Conference between two in-state rivals. It's a game in which the North Carolina State Wolfpack will host the North Carolina Tar Heels again Thanksgiving weekend on November 25th. I really thought North Carolina State might be a small favorite, thought the line might be around pick, but North Carolina was favored by four and a half. I took NC State plus four and a half, the line now three and a half um, at, at DraftKings, but I would still recommend taking North Carolina State plus three and a half. 
I don't think that's going to be the line uh, come the week of the game. It's either going to be around Pickham. North Carolina could be favored by one, and I wouldn't be surprised even if North Carolina State come game week was the betting favorite. But you look at this game, first of all, North Carolina quarterback Drake May, he's going to generate a lot of preseason Heisman buzz. He already has. And I think he at least, his presence, his reputation, I think he impacts the line maker to the point that I think he's influenced the line to miss game. And again, I think the wrong team's favorite here. And I think a lot of that, again, because it's because of the, uh, the name recognition uh, surrounding Drake May. The Wolfpack, looking at them, they're going to field the far superior defense in this game. They've got a new quarterback, uh, Virginia transfer Brendan Armstrong. Uh, he's thrown for more than 9,000 yards in his career, rushed for more than 1,200 yards. So he's a true dual-threat quarterback. And when he's healthy, he's a guy who could really inject some life into North Carolina State's offense. Again, this line's not going to be three and a half. North Carolina's going to be favored either by one or very small. They're just going to be picked. Or, again, I think North Carolina State very well might be the betting favorite. So, again, at DraftKings, you can still find North Carolina State plus three and a half over North Carolina. And that is my complimentary selection this week on the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Take NC State plus three and a half over in-state rival North Carolina. Well, that does it for episode 104 of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. We've done uh, two years. We've had a, a podcast each and every week. Very proud of that. We consistently put something out. Hopefully there's been some value uh, to each of these, or at least most of these. And again, I appreciate each of you, whether you're listening for the first time or the 104th time, uh, you are very much appreciated. Until next time, signing off. Once again, I'm Paul Stone. Thank you for listening to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And visit paulstonesports.org to sign up for member-only access to Paul's college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf picks and predictions.